this is America. It's all about winning market share, <laughs> capitalism. You know, true? Sure. <laughs> Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 73. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here, as usual, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter, we are in here. It's Wednesday, September 20th. We're in here a little earlier than we normally do, but we've got some some scheduling stuff uh, going on. We figured we would come into Chernobyl, and we had a topic pretty much drop out of the sky and land in our, our laps that I thought would be good fodder for a podcast. Something that we've talked about prior on on the show. Something that we've definitely written about as well. But uh, a topic that's taken an unfortunate turn here. And uh, I'm referring to the controversy surrounding Kaspersky Lab and how it's, it's entered into a new dimension. Uh, I should note that Kaspersky, for those that don't know, Kaspersky Lab, a Russia-based antivirus vendor, really good AV product, really good security software maker. After months of sort of speculation and uh, I guess whispers and growing levels of concern about potential ties to the Russian government, DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, the uh, one of my favorite, most favorite departments and agencies in all of the federal government, announced recently that they are going to ban the uh, uh, the uh, antivirus products, Kaspersky all Kaspersky products from government agencies, and that government agencies have essentially within they have to remove these products within ninety days. Now, you would think, Peter that that would be enough for the competitors out there in the antivirus market, in the security endpoint security uh, software department to say, oh, th- this is great. We've got a leg up. We can, you know, we can, we can win some share. Cause it's all, I mean, this is, this is America. It's all about winning market share, <laughs> capitalism, you know, true. Sure. <laughs> but it, it apparently is not enough, uh, despite the fact that we have no evidence that Kaspersky has done anything wrong. There's been no technical evidence that there's any backdoors or any issues with Kaspersky antivirus or security software. There's no tangible evidence of any uh, illicit communications or contacts or relationships with Russian uh, intelligence agencies, SF, FSB, or any of that. Regardless, DHS comes out and says, don't use Kaspersky anymore. 90 days, we want it out. And what do the competitors do? They pounce on this. And I, I got to say, I find some of this distasteful. And I want to get your opinion on it. So McAfee, there was a, a, a new promotion apparently that McAfee uh, unleashed recently. And I first saw this on Twitter, courtesy of Kevin Beaumont, the uh, uh, British security researcher, well-known security researcher, very um, well-respected in the, in the InfoSec field. And he tweeted out a picture of this. And I, I, 
I legitimately I saw this this morning and I legitimately thought it was it was a joke. Like I thought, this is this is photoshopped. Uh, it was a picture of of um, I, I'm looking at the website right now. It's not a picture. It's it is still live. This promo, McAfee Total Protection at the top of the page under the McAfee banner. For total protection, it says FBI advises removal of Kaspersky for suspected ties to Russian spies, and there's a link to it. It says safeguard with McAfee total protection, um, and then it goes on to say McAfee total protection in parentheses headquartered in the USA, and then it compares to Kaspersky total security and in parentheses headquartered in Russia. It's not just the promo too on the on McAfee's website now. It says. Just again, just below the McAfee insignia and branding and the banner and all the menu stuff, it says there's a bright orange stripe that says McAfee US based and owned security for you and your family. Okay, fine. Fine. Doesn't seem to be anything wrong with that, but there's a link there. So when you click on the link, it goes to a story that says FBI advises companies to drop Kaspersky Lab as it is filled with Russian spies okay and it's a it's this is a story on a tech news website i don't want to give them any press because i i really found this so i'm not going to say the name of the site but you can click on it and see what's written there i find this really distasteful because that's not actually what the fbi said it's not filled with current russian spies but of course that's what you'd be led to believe by reading the headline and it seems like that's the intent of McAfee. They took the, the story and the headline that was most inflammatory and they said, let's link it on our homepage. I really, I am obviously upset about this. Uh, but Peter, I want to get your take on it and what you think. And I want to discuss it a little bit more because, well, this obviously is interesting to me. What do you, th- what did you think when I threw this out this morning? Well, okay, so I understand I understand that there's a lot of good feeling towards uh, Kaspersky, yes. and uh, a lot of people have. It's got a really good reputation. They've done a lot of good as far as a lot of the research that we report on comes out of. You know, it comes out of all the places, but yeah. but in, but Kaspersky is not absent from that list of places that are doing research and reporting it to the world. Yes. We should know they they were the first uh, outfit to to sort of identify and, and start reporting on Equation Group before Equation Group was tied to NSA, but yes, okay, they've so, done good work. Yeah, so, but at the same time, and and let me, let me before I even get into my, my other side, I, un, I understand that there's a lot of uh, uh, goodwill towards Kaspersky, so they do a lot of good, and they have done a lot of good, but they're a business. They're they're selling antivirus software. Sure. Um, and so is McAfee and uh, Symantec. Even yep. Are, I mean, all these companies are selling products, and they're you know they're trying to trying to get out decent products and and provide services. But at at some point, uh, I have to point. I have to I have to bring in the you know this uh, this is something that we haven't spoken about. As much as we have about other things, but antivirus, we've written, we've done pieces. Is is there any future to antivirus software? Yeah, yeah. we've done tons of stories about antivirus 
uh, vulnerabilities. Where mm-hmm. you, know, you know, antivirus is a, is a is an unusual kind of so- piece of software because in order for it to work, it's got to have total access to everything in your system, essentially. Yeah. Um, and we find time and time again that antivirus vendors are taking that and either not being safe about how they deal, how they implement their tools, or they're doing some other kind of sketchy stuff that makes the antivirus not a way of protecting your system, but a way of harming your system. Yeah, making it more vulnerable, yeah. Exactly. Um, and a lot of people might might argue that antivirus is properly, is a function that should be done by the operating system because because they're they know the uh, you know whoever's providing your operating system knows the operating system the exactly best. yeah they they can they can more safely implement those antivirus functions and not as quickly as as uh, in other categories where Microsoft has sort of expanded its you know feature creep and taken over some of these functions that were previously done by third party products like for example um, you know CC uh, C Cleaner. Oh yeah, right. That's a product. You just wrote about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, you know, it's doing some of the same things that the, that your OS would do. Right. Why have a third party product to do it? Well, maybe you got used to it thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, but anyway, antivirus. Is it on the? You know, is it is it going out? Is it on its way out? If it is, then all of these vendors who have products that they've invested millions or even more into developing and marketing and product productizing, they now have a product that ha- has a, a very visible end of life and they want to yeah. get the most out of it. So you see um, uh, companies like McAfee, yeah, they're, they're not taking the high road. It's, it's unpleasant. It doesn't make me feel like I want to buy a product from a company that, that w- starts, wa- you know, starts waving flags in my face. But, but yeah. on the other side, uh, it's really hard to push out of my heart the piece that says if there's a company that's based in yeah. Russia, yeah. which is uh, currently our adversary, yeah. they, without a doubt, uh, according to many, many authorities who would know, Russia was involved in attacking our, our country's elections. Yeah. Right? In so various ways, we're, we're learning. Yeah. yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things going on right. that are based out of Russia. And if the antivirus software that's coming from a Russian company that's got a lot of links to the Russian government, let's yeah. say, yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to, uh, like, yeah, American security companies are filled with people that were formerly with the U.S. Uh, uh, intelligence, uh, intelligence military, community, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, Israeli Yep. Security companies yeah. are filled yeah. with people from uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? and on and on and on. So it's not like they're doing anything wrong, but the fact is that the that the country is an adversary to our country. Yes. Um, the company it has government links, yeah, and the product has its hooks into the very deepest innards of our computers. True. So, so yeah, I I kind of you know it's really hard to push you know to to keep my heart pure and say yeah Kaspersky shouldn't be kicked out of the government. I, I that's not to say that what's being done to them right now yeah. is, is right. I don't think it's right. I I yeah I just it, what bothers me about this is it, you know to your point first it feels like 
look, man, the antivirus industry has enough problems right now. It really does. Uh, waning relevance, questions about its future, you know, this idea that machine learning, and, and I'm not even buying into that right now, but the idea that machine learning is going to replace signature-based detection and AV is just this disposable junk that you don't need anymore. It doesn't really do any good. Uh, the vulnerabilities, like you mentioned, I mean, how many reports have we seen from Project Zero over the past couple of years about this stuff? And and the companies that are, are that have built their empires on AV are now trying to shift. They're trying to pivot. They're trying to expand and remake themselves. McAfee twice tried to remake itself once as, you know, part of Intel security and now uh, again on its own. And this feels such, like such a cheap tactic, uh, such a low road type approach to to winning share and to staying afloat and to, and to, and to improving and increasing your, your AV business that it just like, Mac, if you're better than this, you know, I, I know people that work there. They're, they have good people. And I'm one of those folks. And we talked about this when, when I think when, when Intel split them up, I, I, I thought that was a terrible idea. I, I was shocked that Intel decided to, to, to split McAfee off. I thought they really had something there. I, and I still do. But this is so, it's so distasteful. They're better than this. And look, it's one thing, you and I, do, do we not, we both pretty much agree with the assessment that in the InfoSec community and obviously the intelligence community that Russia was, was meddling with the 2016 presidential election in a number of different ways. I mean, we agree on that. Yes. But at the same time, until you give me something that is is tangible, that I can point to, other than sort of speculation that, well, uh, Vladimir Putin's a dictator and he can make McAfee do anything he wants. Probably true, but until you show me some evidence that they're, that McAfee, or that, uh, that Kaspersky is doing something that they should not be doing. I'm not ready to indict them. I'm not ready to sit there and say, well, we have to be sure. Let's, let's, let's smear them as Russian agents. If you don't want to use them, like if a government agency doesn't want to use them, look, we got to be on the safe side. Fine. But to say, to implicate them, to, to put out, you know, to, to share a link that says that, you know, oh, they're filled with, literally filled with Russian spies. That is so low. That is so low. And it really angers me because if, you, if you're not good enough to win in the market with your own technology and you're already getting a gift dropped in your lap that, that you know, I mean, like, I don't know what Kaspersky is going to do with their government subsidiary, but I mean, it looks like it's sunk. They're going to have to close it down. They're not going to have any government sales. I mean, that's not to our government. Not to our government. You're getting a gift here. Do you really need to go the extra step and, and say, oh, look at us. We're going to wrap ourselves in the American flag. We're going to give a misleading headline to people and we're going to we're going to, you know, play up the fact that we're American and they're not. And not only that, but Beaumont pointed this out on Twitter. He, I mean, this really ticked him off. He pointed out that it wasn't just that 
you know, McAfee was sharing this this promo, but they, you know, they're the, he said they scrubbed their website of their own Russian office. Like when you go to the drop down menu and check Russia, it brings up the the Ireland uh, uh, location, um, even though there is really a Russian office. He talked about how McAfee was it was revealed that Reuters did the report that they shared their source code with Russia. They were just like, yeah, we're, we'll we'll do business in Russia. Here, Russia go, Russian government. Here's our source code. And not only that, but TPG Capital, the company that bought them from Intel, they've had dealings in Russia that have come under scrutiny. And, and so it's, here they are wrapping themselves in the flag. We're America. We're America-based. You can trust us. I mean, uh, that's just – it's just so weak to me. Well, um, yeah. I, I think I think that uh, one of the factors – you know, there's a couple of factors going on. First of all, there's a general – degradation of there's a degradation of discourse yeah that's been going on yeah. in the last year or so around not just this country but other countries yeah uh, UK brexit um, there's a lot of of people that are saying things that they don't necessarily I mean I can't under I, I, I it's hard to see if they it's hard to believe that a lot of the things that are being said about a lot of things that are important to us, information security among them, um, that aren't necessarily true and are clearly not true or maybe not true or clearly are not clearly false, but, you know, they're, they're saying them because they, they prefer advantage on the person who's, who's making these broad claims. Yeah. Um, whether they're true or not. And I think uh, another factor that's coming up is that there's a lot of money in information security. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of money getting stolen and getting wasted on on, uh, on attackers, but there's also a ton of money that's getting wasted on, on solutions that aren't necessarily solutions. And there's a lot of companies that are, that are making enough money to make them uh, attractive to the, 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 um, the equity funds and the venture capital people that are looking yeah. just for a way to monetize fear, monetize uh, discord, monetize uh, panic. Um, you know, we see it over and over again where companies are just are taking advantage of these things rather than doing uh, things uh, in a way that's 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 honorable and truthful. You know, I, I can't get out of my mind the whole Equifax situation. Uh. And the life lock, right, yeah. and I mean, I know you didn't want to talk about this, but I just I have to say it. LifeLock is Symantec's credit monitoring ser service, which uses Equifax's credit monitoring service to provide service. Yeah, it's basically piggybacking on top of it. Exactly. It's, it's I mean, it's not even it's it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's absurd. But LifeLock is selling a product, and they're paying Equifax. But I mean, you've got people that are that are that are doing kind of iffy, sketchy things, and strictly because, or, or seemingly because, it, it's going to generate revenue. Yeah, for it's. I mean, we know that security. I mean, to your point, it's a big business, and you 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 make you can make a lot of money off of other people's misfortune in this. It's just, look, if if it if it turns out. In, in, and I, I've said this before, if it turns out in six months, a year from now, however long, or however soon, we get a report 
front, you know, in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or, you know, uh, a, a, a full congressional investigation that shows, you know, inappropriate dealings and uh, technical evidence of, 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 of shenanigans going on with Kaspersky, um, go to town. Go to town. Market the hell out of that. Promo it up. Do whatever you want. Tweet it, shout it from the rooftops. If you've done bad, and I'm a firm believer in this, and I, I, we, we, this is this is something that I, I really and truly, honestly believe in. When you screw up in this business, especially this business, you deserve to be taken to the shed. You do wrong, whether it's your web certificate business, whether it's your AV business, what, whether it's 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 your poor infosec posture. posture leading to a breach it's a place like Aquifax you deserve to be to be lashed you know not not literally lashed but you you take your medicine you yeah, take the criticism you're going to get heat and yeah. there's yeah but if if there's in the absence of that I'm not going to I'm not going to bury anybody I'm not going to engage in a whisper campaign and I'm not going to sit back and watch competitors do this kind of crap when there's no evidence, there's no evidence. Take the high road, for God's sakes. Wait until that there's there's something tangible to hang your hat on, and then you can bury Kaspersky. Uh, and I should note, I should compare what's been going on here. Uh, it's not just McAfee. So th this is the, the most glaring example of this stuff. But not long ago, there was another incident. Uh, I believe it was, it, I mean, it was recently, it was going back um, just a couple days, I think, or a, a couple weeks, probably. Early September, Semantic, uh, one of their Twitter handles, uh, highlighted a story about the FBI. Same type of thing. FBI says there's, you know, Russian intelligence. No, no kidding. There's Russian, ex-Russian intelligence officials in, uh, in Kaspersky, just like there's ex-FBI, CIA, uh, ex-military and all of the, the major security companies. It's not unusual. But they, you know, they, they tweet this out. Interesting read. And oh, by the way, uh, Semantic has new SKUs that help the takeout process for small businesses. So they're, I mean, they're, 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 they're doing their own little, you know, mini jab at, uh, at Kaspersky. And again, that's on a much smaller scale than what's going on with McAfee. Uh, but and then there was another incident. Uh, Eugene Kaspersky tweeted out something. There, there was a, uh, a apparently a letter that had been sent to a Kaspersky customer, and he said, "You know, Malwarebytes, can you confirm that this is happening? It looks like you know uh, Malwarebytes is coming in and saying, hey, U.S. government's ban of Kaspersky Labs has you concerned or whatever. It might be an opportunity to discuss, I'm paraphrasing, it might be an opportunity to discuss malware, antivirus, antivirus as a replacement. I don't even think that that's necessarily bad because there is a ban. But he said, you know, he said, dear Malwarebytes, can you confirm that this is real, that this is happening? And Malwarebytes CEO said, you know, first, can you send me this? I want to confirm it. And then on Twitter said, uh, yeah, we shouldn't be, you know, uh, asking if you'd like to switch off Kaspersky is not appropriate given the recent troubles they've been facing. Good for them. Yeah, that's good for them. I, that's And again, reasonable. I don't even think that email is out of line necessarily. I'm not sure I would do it, but it's not out of line. Um, 
But good for Malwarebytes for saying, you know, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that sort of stuff. We can compete. And I just wish, you know, someplace like McAfee with, with all the, the intelligent and experienced folks that they have over there and the work that they've done recently to take a cheap, low road like that is just, it's unbecoming of them. So hopefully we don't see more of this. But we pro- I mean, we probably will, don't you think, Peter? Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. As as I said, uh, the 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 level of 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 discussion on a lot of things has really been sinking. Yeah, it's degraded. But the, I can't I can't think about this whole situation, the the um, Kaspersky situation, without mentioning that when I think about companies starting up in high tech companies, um, I. I'm old enough to remember that mm-hmm. when, if you want, if you were a smart person from uh, the Soviet Union or from a, a, an Iron Curtain country or, or, or some other country uh, that's not as developed or as, as democratic as uh, Europe or, or United States, yeah. what you did is you, you moved to the United States, started your company in the United States, and you brought you brought credibility to your country that and to your company that way yeah um because well i also remember when you couldn't buy a product in the united states that came from the soviet union yeah i mean it just wouldn't happen like it's inconceivable so uh the the traditional narrative of of a a tech startup uh, from russia or as I say, any uh, any number of other countries was that you would start out being a smart kid in one of those countries, and you'd move to the United States, and you you strike it rich in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And and your and your uh, your reputation, you know, even if you were uh, affiliated with community intelligence community in the Soviet Union, if you were to move to carry that uh, that expertise over to this country, and and start build a company here. You get credibility for that, yeah, as opposed you, you, to not you get the benefit of, of of the doubt. You, yeah, yeah, that was seen as a good thing. Exactly. So, uh, so to I think to a lot of people, especially in people that are running things these days, who tend to be older, even than me, uh, their you know their their underlying uh, uh, assumptions about how things work is that if you if you're in that country that's an adversary country, you are an adversary as well. Yeah. Whereas, um, and, and, and again, it's really hard to, to mitigate that preconception. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sitting here talking about it, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of, it's hard. It's hard for me to say, yeah, this company that's, that's got links with the government of an adversary nation. Yeah. It's hard for me to say. Yeah, they should be allowed to sell their products right, to the government, right, right, to our government. I no, mean, it's it's. It, I mean, that's not an open and shut case. Obviously, it's just you you hope that you know the roles are going to be reversed here for Kasper, oh, yeah. for for um, for American for, for semantic and McAfee. and and I hate to be cheesy and say do unto others as you would have them do to you, and you know fair is fair and all that, but hey. This is this is going to come back. This is you, these companies are going to be in the same. They they already have. I mean, that's partially why I'm sure why McAfee opened up their source code because there's questions about them working with the U.S. intelligence communities. But be fair. 
you know, be fair about it. Don't resort to the type of don't resort to this, the, the type of stuff that really doesn't have a place in this industry. We're supposed to be better than that. And I I I I hope that this is the last we see of it, but it's probably not. So you know, we could take a bet on it, but I've already lost enough bets <laughs> with you, Peter. So Well, the other the other the, the other piece of it is that if Kaspersky was not in cahoots with the government in Russia, who's to say that now that he's lo- that they've lost the business of the United States government and uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Know, why not? Why not help him? Why not to try to cozy up to him? And we should note that I meant to mention this earlier, but Eugene Kaspersky has offered to meet with congressional leaders and open up the you know source code review all that he you know challenge accepted so we'll see where that takes the story but for now yeah an unfortunate uh, uh, footnote in this in this story with with McAfee but Peter thank you for spending time with me here and trying to keep me cool I don't think I I don't think I did that this week no you probably didn't um, but hey it's always good to be here I don't know about always. Uh, Pretty much always. Okay. I'm always glad to be here. Well, thank you. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I am Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.